I often come across the assumption that foundation is the key to perfecting a skin look when truthfully, it's all about how you prep your skin for makeup, i.e. skincare. Some makeup lovers prefer to invest in makeup rather than their skincare items, or at least don't appreciate the importance of the products beneath their makeup. However, ultimately, these have the greatest impact on how your base makeup looks and feels. I heard an analogy from my dear friend Zara, which really helps explain this. Think of a cake. You want to make the best cake you've ever tasted. You don't have all the ingredients that you need for the sponge, but you're not worried because your icing is the best going, made with the finest ingredients money can buy. So you mix together the bits you do have, some flour and eggs and baking powder, and hope for the best. Are you going to get a light, fluffy sponge from a cake batter with no butter or sugar and only one egg? No, no amount of delicious icing is going to make that a good cake. It's the same with makeup. If you don't prepare your skin for makeup using skincare products suitable for its needs, even the best foundation isn't going to make your skin look good. Using skincare to perfect your foundation. You can use skincare to manipulate how a foundation looks on the skin. If you want your makeup to be more matte in finish, then use less skincare and opt for light, water-based serums and moisturisers. If you prefer a more dewy finish, then use skincare that's a bit richer and emollient-based, so the surface layer of your skin is saturated with hydration. This means your foundation will mix with the topical skincare and create more of a glow. A winning skin prep routine. A comprehensive skincare routine doesn't need to be expensive, thankfully, but it may take two minutes to apply before you can get cracking with your base. Trust me, it's time well spent. For anyone reading this and thinking you really don't need much skincare before makeup, bear with me. It's taken nearly 20 years of painting people's faces to come to this preferred routine. I swear by lots of light layers to achieve a brilliantly prepped skin, much like I believe in light layers of makeup to create a natural, flawless but long-wearing makeup. This is, of course, a generic routine that can be tweaked for each individual's skin needs. I'm writing here as a makeup artist, not a skin expert, so for specialist advice, do look elsewhere. However, broadly speaking, these are the steps I recommend. 1. Cleanser 2. Essence 3. Eye cream 4. Lip balm 5. Serum 6. Moisturiser 7. SPF Cleanser I suggest you start the day with a light cleanse using a water-based cleanser. A light gel wash like the simple refreshing facial wash is a lovely way to wake up and its job is to break down any perspiration and oil that the skin may have produced overnight. It also cleanses the skin of any remnants of the skincare used the night before. In the evening, I recommend using an eye makeup remover to remove any eye makeup before I double cleanse, first with a balm and then with a cream. Most water-based face washes are best applied to damp skin. Massage over the face and neck and then rinse using a damp flannel. Oils and balms are best applied to dry skin first, with water added once you've massaged them into the skin. Warm water typically makes oils and balms emulsify and become milky in texture. Continue to massage for a few moments, then rinse with a damp flannel. Some cream cleansers stipulate that they're best removed with a cotton pad. Thankfully, there are now lots of reusable and machine washable cotton pads available to buy. 
If you use a cream cleanser in the morning, you may wish to, if your skin is very dry, be sure to follow with a toner to remove any residual cleanser left on the skin. Can I use a cleansing oil? I'm obsessed with cleansing oils and have been for years, but I tend to keep these for makeup removal rather than makeup prep, as I don't want to add any unwanted oil to the skin before makeup. I believe oil to be one of the very best makeup removers, but it's not necessary first thing in the morning. A lighter, water-based cleanser will do just fine. What about exfoliating? Exfoliating is key to prepping skin before makeup, but I prefer to do this in the evening before bed so I can immediately moisturise and allow my skin to settle overnight. I usually advise my clients to exfoliate the night before a big makeup moment with a gentle scrub rather than an acid, as this will gently remove any dry dead skin cells with no risk of burning the skin. Sometimes clients go heavy on the retinol the night before an event in the hope of creating a fresh base for makeup the next day. Whilst you can't see the effect of overdoing the acids on makeup-free skin, you can tell as soon as you apply any makeup. The skin can have a very fine, crepey texture, which makeup gets caught in no matter how much you moisturise or try to treat the skin with oils. I once had a bridesmaid who'd had a chemical peel the week of the wedding and even the lightest tinted moisturiser was showing texture on the skin. I eventually had to take the makeup off, reapply skincare and use powdered makeup. I know that doesn't make sense, but the powder foundation actually looked much less obvious on the skin. A quick fix for dry or flaky skin patches. If you ever find yourself in a situation where you want to do your makeup and have an area of dry or flaky skin, don't panic. All you need is a face oil and a cotton bud, or Q-tip for my friends overseas. Let's take dry skin around the nose as an example, but I frequently come across it on the chin and between the brows too. If your makeup is clinging to dry skin, take some face oil. Moisturiser will also work, but I find oil much more effective for this remedy and massage it into the area. Let it sink in for a few minutes, then use a cotton bud to gently massage it in using small circular motions. You should start to see the little flakes of skin soften as they become saturated in oil and they come away on the cotton bud. Once you've done that and cleaned off any excess oil with something like micellar water, you'll be able to reapply the makeup and it will sit smoothly on the skin. Essence a lot of people assume an essence is an unnecessary step in skin prep, and it's just beauty brands wanting us to part with more cash. But it's a total game changer. Time for another analogy. Imagine a kitchen sponge. Glamorous. Now, think about adding a drop of washing up liquid to that sponge. When it's dry, the washing up liquid will just sit on the surface of the sponge and it won't be absorbed or really start foaming. Add the same drop of washing up liquid to a wet sponge and well, hey, you're off. It will bubble easily and you're ready to go and get your dishes all clean. It's the same with skin. If you try to apply your moisturiser to dry skin, the moisturiser can sit on the surface of the skin and will have a harder time being absorbed. Wet the skin first with an essence and your serums and moisturisers will be absorbed much more effectively. In turn, you'll also end up using less moisturiser. Essences are essentially waters infused with, most commonly, hyaluronic acid, otherwise known as moisturiser, and glycerin, which is a humectant that helps bind moisture to the skin. So, think of essences as the first step in your moisturising routine. 
To apply, shake a few drops into the palm of your hand, rub your hands together and press gently into the skin using a cupping motion with your hands. Use on your cheeks, chin, forehead and neck. Eye cream. After essence, any skeptics, please trust me, it makes all the difference. I suggest it's time for a light eye cream. I'm often asked if it's really necessary to use a separate eye cream to your face cream, and I really believe that it is. The skin is so much finer around the eyes, and your day cream may well be too heavy and actually add to the puffiness that many of us are trying to reduce. So yes, a lightweight eye cream is essential. Smooth, don't drag, a grain of rice amount of eye cream around the eye socket or orbital bone, under the eye and under the brow. This will help plump up any fine lines and help reduce the appearance of dark circles. Yes, the effect here is subtle, but the more hydrated the skin around the eyes is, the plumper it is, and therefore the further away it is from veins and capillaries under the skin that cause the darkness. Concealer is the one for the win here if dark circles are your concern, but more on that later. Eye cream will also prep your skin for concealer, so don't overdo it, as lovely as it might feel, because it will cause your concealer to crease. Save adding a good-sized dollop and saturating the skin until the evening. On this note, if you're someone who struggles with your eyeshadow creasing, even long-wear cream shadow, then don't put any eye cream on the brow bone before makeup application. Stick to just doing this in your evening routine. As eye cream is absorbed, it travels down the lid and can cause your makeup to crease. If you're this person, you may want to refrain from using foundation or concealer on the lids for the same reason. If it is an area of concern for you, I suggest using a richer treatment eye cream at night and a lighter one before makeup to help prevent any concealer creasing. Lip balm. I tend to do lip balm at this stage with my clients to give it time to sink in and to prep the lips before any lipstick I might apply later. I know a lot of my friends don't consider lip balm as part of their skincare routine, regarding it as more of a quick fix product to keep in their handbag in case their lips get dry, but I absolutely do. Your lips need moisture just like the rest of your face. There's also something so soothing and comforting about the texture of balm on the lips that makes your mouth feel comfortable as you prep your face. I tend to use balms that have a fairly thick texture, as I prefer them for both moisturising and protection. If the lip treatment is too thin, then I find the lips absorb the product really quickly and then the skin doesn't feel as plump or conditioned when it comes to applying colour. I know many don't like the sensation of having sticky lips, so in that case, a lightweight lip balm is fine, but personally, I find the efficacy and overall finish of a slightly tackier balm really helpful. If your lips are feeling really dry and you're suffering with some flaky skin, it's best to gently exfoliate the lips and remove the dead skin cells or your lip products will stick between the flakes and won't sit smoothly. Balms will soften the skin, so it may be that you can just wipe the flakes off with a tissue after a few minutes, but you may need the help of a lip scrub. Lip scrubs are readily available or you can easily make one at home if you don't have anything to hand. Remove with a flannel or tissue and follow with a lip balm. Your lips will feel so incredibly soft. Love it. A homemade lip scrub. I make my lip scrub with coconut oil, honey and sugar. I'll tell you how later. The granulated sugar will gently buff away the skin cells while the honey and oil moisturise and condition your lips. Serum. Now. 
Time for serum. Some may skip their treatment serum in the morning and prefer to use it at night when the skin does most of its rejuvenating, but I love to use a light, hydrating serum before I progress to moisturiser. Usually something water-based and pumped full of moisture boosters like hyaluronic acid, niacinamide and glycerin. A serum is also a great way of feeding your skin with vitamins and antioxidants. Generally speaking, serums have a much thinner texture than moisturisers, meaning all the ingredients can be more effectively absorbed by the skin. Yes, nutrition is key when it comes to skin health, i.e. eating well and drinking lots of water, supporting your skin from the inside out, but you can also benefit hugely from nourishing your skin topically. This is much like the liquid feed sprayed onto the leaves of roots of tomato plants to help them grow. Gosh, that's such a vivid childhood memory of helping my grandpa feed his precious plants in the greenhouse. That smell. I digress. Feeding your skin topically with serums helps in much the same way. If dullness is your key concern, then you may prefer a vitamin C serum, of which there are many, thankfully, as vitamin C is renowned for making the skin glow and creating healthy luminosity. It's a really powerful antioxidant that neutralises the free radicals that cause skin damage, but it also blocks the enzyme responsible for melanin production, preventing the appearance of dark spots. Just be sure to use a strong daily SPF when you've used a vitamin C. If clarity is your key concern or you struggle with breakouts, then you want to look for serums that contain ingredients like salicylic acid, lactic acid and glycolic acid, all of which slough away any dead skin cells that could be blocking the pores and help produce inflammation. How did I get dark spots? Dark spots are a classic symptom of sun damage, where the sun's harmful rays have damaged the melanocyte. These are the cells in the basal layer of the epidermis, i.e. skin, where melanin is made. When they're damaged, they can overproduce melanin, resulting in dark spots and pigmentation. Moisturiser Once you've allowed your serum to sink in, it's time for moisturiser. Which moisturiser you choose can significantly alter the appearance of your base makeup, so be sure to take this into consideration. Now, what do I mean by that? If you want a really matte-looking finish to your foundation, for example but use a heavy, oil-rich moisturiser underneath, like Wulida Skin Food, then the emollients in the moisturiser will mix with the foundation and you will create more of a glow. In the same way, if you want a dewy look from your base makeup, but use a lightweight, water-based moisturiser and your skin is more on the dehydrated side, you may not achieve the level of glow you're looking for. So really, when I'm working, it's the skincare I use on my model that dictates the look of her skin more than the foundation. This often causes some confusion because I think most people look to the foundation itself for the finish. <laughs>